Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fitspiration Podcast. I am your host, Ashia J, owner and creator of Ashia J Afrocardio LLC and certified group fitness instructor. This is your podcast where health and wellness meet fitness and culture. We're talking fitness, we're talking dance, we're talking wellness, we're talking food, we're talking music and transformation with hopes to give you some inspiration, motivation, and information. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 13 of the Fitspiration Podcast. I am your host, Ashia J, and today I have a lovely, lovely guest, Miss Regilyn Samay. Hey, Reggie. Hello, hello, Ashia, and your wonderful audience today. Yes, Reggie, I'm just so excited to have you here. And you know, we literally... Like, you've been here for, like, three hours because we've just been, like, <laughs> <laughs> chatting it up and yes. just really getting into everything that we're going to talk about today on the podcast. Um, so, without any further ado, Reggie is a multimedia artist. She is a dancer, a painter, an actor, a singer. She is also a skin and wellness therapist and a preschool teacher. Woo-hoo-hoo. We love the teachers. Shout outs to the teachers. If you know, you know. <laughs> Teacher life. So, Reggie, tell us, tell us about you. Like, we been here chilling, eating, vibing before we actually press play for three hours because yes. you are just this wonderful ball of energy, joy. So, tell us a little bit <laughs> about you. First of all, to that statement, energy sees energy. Amen. People tell me all the time I love your energy, but by the time they said that, I've already seen the same energy mm-hmm. in them. So mm-hmm. it's like energy sees energy. And mm-hmm. I think that's really who I am. If I can just sum myself up, it's just, I think good or bad, I reflect to people, I would say, in the form of the art that I do, mm-hmm. either what they are gaining or what they're lacking in life Mm -hmm. and that's that's in all my professions you know even from teaching preschool and really molding the next generation and and caring for them and nurturing them all the way to giving people facials it's all connectivity and it's all kind of teaching people how to love themselves Mm -hmm. how to care for themselves so Again, that's that mirroring back that energy of love, mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. peace, kindness, like all the virtues. You you do just that. You do exactly that. And I wanted to swing back because you said you mentioned giving people facials. So for my listeners who don't know, you may have already heard um, of There She Glows. Yes, that is my baby. That's the baby. Um, I've seen beautiful videos of people getting their facials and they just look so relaxed and I can tell that you're like pouring into them and like you said mm-hmm. in everything that you do in that same um sense I've seen you pour into people through your dance um your voice when I see you like on Instagram singing and dancing mm-hmm. so you very much do bring this light of energy and when you say energy sees energy that's what 
I saw in you immediately, actually twice, and I didn't say this before we recorded, so I'm gonna tell you now. So, listen, I'm getting, and yeah, I'm getting, look, I'm about to uh, put, not put her on the spot, but you guys are gonna hear it for the first time. So, it was two things. I heard of There She Glows just because, you know, if you're on social media, yeah. Matthew did a facial. Yes, he came so, to the spot, yeah. And yeah, yeah. So, matter of fact, he was my first one. Okay. Then I heard about you. No, I think it was just that. I think it was just yeah. Matthew at first. And he did his thing. And he was like, you got a booker, you got a booker. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, definitely yeah. I will. But, you know, life goes on. I really only probably only had a facial once. Yes. And um, so, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is dope. I will, I will. So um, then last summer at the Roots concert, I don't know if you remember this. Yes. No, no. No? No. It was over. And we were walking back to the car. Yes. And, you and were, I saw, yes. Yeah. And I was like, hey. And we had never yes. met, but it felt it's like. like we had met before. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in marketing, people say th- it takes three encounters to really be able to sell to your audience. Uh-huh. Right. But I even think that in social interaction when you are on a journey of healing Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. it takes three encounters to actually pick up on the signal that the universe god your ancestors are Mm -hmm. trying to tell you that Mm -hmm. this person is supposed to be in your your life life. that's crazy yeah yeah i know for my stubborn ass it do yeah (laughs) yeah yes because I am. I do vet people. Yes, for sure. Yes. Even before that wasn't a popular term as much as it is now. Back before, people would just say, "Oh, you don't trust," right? That's what yeah, they would call yeah, it. Yeah. And it's not the distrust; it's the vet, it's the, the vet, vet, the vetting vet. part. When you yeah. have a lot to offer, that's why I say energy sees energy. It's it's when you get to a certain place when you realize and you recognize everything that you have to offer in mm-hmm. the form of your energy. That's when you really start to vet who can be around it mm-hmm. and, and who can gain access to it on a personal level mm-hmm. beyond mm-hmm. just the high and the cordial, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. surface level conversation. Who can actually sit and dine with me? Who can right. actually sit and I can confide in them about real stuff? Right, right. You know, it really is because... Not all the time is my energy going to be like this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. There may be times when I don't have that. And if you're dealing with people that are there for an agenda or there to take, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you run into you being depleted and then mm-hmm. never having anything to offer mm-hmm. you other than, mm-hmm. oh. That joy that you were pouring into them and then now... I need to recharge and yeah. they don't know how to handle that space because exactly. you were always at a seven, eight, nine, or even a 10. Yeah. And now when you like, you know what? I need a, I need a moment. I need a, I'm, I'm, I'm on my four. five, four, I'm three. Four. I'm, a I'm a solid four right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they're like, no, but I need you at the no, eight. Why no. aren't you at an eight? Like no. what's wrong? And it's, and you know, I have this conversation with black women mm-hmm. in and out of the treatment room, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that if I'm not operating at, you know, my my peak, my 100%, I feel guilty. I feel shame. I mm-hmm. feel, you know, that nobody can get 
what I'm what I'm trying to be right now. Right. You know. But you shouldn't. Because when you are that in a balanced way, I don't even want to say all the time because no one, I heard someone say to me, um, I was at a meeting uh, uh, at work Mm -hmm. and the person said, it's actually kind of abnormal to be at a 10 all the time, right? So Mm -hmm. when you say that, it's Mm -hmm. like, don't feel bad. Don't feel guilty. Even if you're not at a 10, 80% of the time, if you're at yeah. there 50 or 60, that's the balance. But we as black women have to take, we somehow, we got to take that. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. It, it took a lot for me to even, take, and when I say take that, I'm referring like, if I can make an analogy to my preschoolers, mm-hmm. when like somebody got a toy Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's that for whatever reason it's the class toy. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> but for whatever reason, this child thinks that it's their toy. You know, uh-huh. and then you got a child over there that was playing with the toy for five minutes ago. Yeah, and this child comes over and is like mine and snatches and takes it back. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and this is what I want black women to do with our piece. Yeah. Take it back. I don't care if it was five minutes ago that I had it. I don't care if it was five years ago mm-hmm. that I had peace. Mm-hmm. Before your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm snatching it back like a toy. Like a toy. Because it's, it's yours. <laughs> it's yours. It's exactly. <laughs> it's yours. Give it back. That's Give the perfect back. analogy. That you're the... not getting it again. No. You know what I mean? Right. And it's mine. It's mine. Yeah. That's the perfect analogy because... We need to we need to rest and be peaceful I mean, and live in a state of peace. Live in a state of peace, constant peace. Constant. I mean, for at least six months, sis. Mm. At least eight months. And at least we, nine months with no chaotic relationship, mm. no chaotic job, no chaotic Ooh. family members. Right. Friendships. Friendships. Which we're going to get into that. That was our thing. Our theme is this. No chaos. Okay, no chaos. Yep, yep, yep. Have you ever lived a life with no chaos? Right. Right. Does your nervous system even recognize that? We've normalized chaos. We've normalized it. We've normalized chaos. And um, our nervous system doesn't recognize peace. Mm -hmm. And we, we talked about this before we went on wax that... When you came over, I was like, this has been the laziest summer ever. As an educator, I'm off in the summer. Mm-hmm. And because I'm not getting up, doing my prayer, stretching, taking a shower, going to work, yeah. being amongst children for six and a half hours, then on some nights I have Afro cardio. Because I'm not doing that, my body, it's like shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do one thing a day. If it goes past that two, like two-hour limit, I found... It's scaring me because I'm like, do I need to go to the doctor? Because I'm done after two hours. I need to be doing something. I need to be doing something. Yeah. It's my iron low. I've been eating my yeah. vegetables. What's going on? I no. don't feel too, too stressed. So The circadian rhythm of life has kicked in so mm. it's for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we get to a certain point where we think that we can outsmart our bodies. Mm-mm. And we can be like, no, I'm going to push it like a computer. I'm going to push it like a... Like an iPhone, you know what I mean, and it's not that. Give it a little bit of juice, and I'm ready to go. And our bodies don't, our operate, bodies don't like operate like that. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna I'm spend the, I'm gonna spend one day getting rest. Yeah, that's not gonna work. That's not going. 
Bears go into hibernation. Okay. Lions go into hibernation. Sloths sleep for 23 hours out of the day. You're right. Yeah. I'm somewhere in between a sloth and a lion. <laughs> you know, okay. I'm in yeah. the middle. I'm medium. Okay. Yeah. I'm a small. I'm a smallin. Or I, don't <laughs> mean, I don't even know. But like, I'm not about to overproduce. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mm-hmm. can't do it no more. My mm-hmm. body, I think, has reached its total threshold of understanding my thresholds around it. Yeah. I say no to quickness. I I am the queen of hibernation when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So that's what was scaring me because I said, well, I know we've been having this heat wave and heat can knock you down too. Yeah, I and I go for my walk. So I'm like, well, maybe I went for my walk and it was a little bit too hot mm-hmm. and my body's just tired because I said, I'll do one thing and then I'm tired or in two, whatever it took two hours. Okay, I'm outside for two hours. I just need to go back in. Yeah, that heat is not no joke though. Right. So <laughs> it, could been, it could have been the heat, but then I also think the peace of not having the everyday rut of yeah. going to work has like it's like knocking me down mm-hmm. so um well when your body like i said earlier when we were talking even before we got on here is like yeah. when your body finally has that time and your nerve it people underestimate the nervous system um your body does have nine functions shout out to esthetician school for that one love it your body has nine functions one of the functions is regulating the nerves the nervous system. Mm. The nervous system interconnects everything to everything. It it sends off synapses. It 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 retrains and reframes the brain. Your nervous system is the one to even spark synapses in your brain to reframe your mind around anything. Mm. So it's like if your nervous system is out of whack and not even we as humans, we went from like hunting and gathering where, you know, our nervous system would go into fight or flight because we were hunting. Mm-hmm. We had mm-hmm. to, we had to either like rah, rah, mm-hmm. or we were going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we have evolved, I feel like our nervous system kind of is out of whack from normal stuff. The normalized chaos. The normalized chaos that yeah. we're talking about. And so... To even recognize and be self-aware of that mm-hmm. because you're out of a school where there is mad normalized chaos. Oh, yeah. that's It's like an everyday occurrence. Oh, yeah. It's the norm, it's, for it's sure. normalized chaos yeah. between adults. It'd be, adult, it'd be the adults. It'd be the kids. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's the parents of the kids. Like, you, it's just normalized. It's you're a right. bunch of normalized chaos. Yeah. And you're inundated with it every single day as an educator. Mm-hmm. When you get that summer off and you don't have that it's kind of like i need to create this chaos like i my body feels my my yeah. nervous system i'm not in fight i'm not in flight fight. so what what's going is? on <laughs> yes literally that's literally and how... there's no need to be like that yeah right yeah now because you're in that stage and it's hard for i know that it's hard for people in general to do that but i think it's even harder for black women mm-hmm. to go into what that other is mm-hmm. to like really drop into that and like mm-hmm. be confident and not unashamed to be in it mm-hmm. and like to actually tell people like well what do you do and it's like i'm being is that okay right can i be can i be yeah can i be <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> can i be 
Yes. As in get the out of my head. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I literally be looking at people Ooh. now like and so are you good? Are you okay? Are you good? And this is gonna go way off, but we're already here and I wanted to get back to the um third time I met you. But when oh, you yeah. said, yeah, 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 because we were talking about three times. Mm-hmm. So even I feel, and this could just be because I'm such, I don't call myself no damn empath. And that's not to offend anybody. Yeah. I'm just, I'm such an energy person. Yes, that's what I, I said. And can I empathize with people? Absolutely. Yeah. But I don't call myself no empath. It's just a thing that I just choose I not to label myself with. But the energy when you said, are you okay? When, cause you're not on, I'm sorry, cause you're just being. I be feeling like that in public with people I don't even know. I eat the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I'm unpacking my groceries or I'm loading my groceries rather. I don't want to look and smile. And I'm old. People, it's crazy because people think about it. They'll be like, oh, she is always smiling and she's always happy. And that's true. Yeah. But there's sometimes if I'm at the grocery store after work. Where I'm not. I'm just want to, I don't want to engage in a conversation with the person Behind me, a nice smile and hello, and I want to keep it moving. But I could feel that this person wants Wants more out of me. Excuse me. And I'm like, I don't have it to give, and I just want to be in this moment. Right now, I just want to get my groceries. And I want to skedaddle. That's it. But it's that light that we were talking about. It's that light that draws people in, whether you have it or not. I think of that movie Encanto, where even though the light got real, real dim, Mm -hmm. It never went out. Mm. And so even when you are this person, but you gotta understand that people walking around lightless, lightless. D- right. With no light. Yeah. They looking for a light. So it's dark. So they want something. So to- even if you. <laughs> like, you Half of a smile. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it, that's going to draw somebody with a dark wick. Yeah. Yeah. They don't got nothing on their wick at all. And it passes. That's what fire does. It'll just keep going. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got my light too. I got, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's crazy when you can make analogies back to what happens on a spiritual level mm-hmm. with people. And if I think the more that we openly talk about it mm-hmm. as a community, as a people, as a human race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the better off we are when we can establish like, no, you got, you don't got no light on your wig. <laughs> Let me help you here. Let me help. I can help you, but you can't be just going around taking people's lights. It's not, that's, that's, that's not lasting. Cause as you're moving, it the gets, light it, it it went out. It goes out. It goes out for sure. It yeah. Went out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It went out when you move. Gone. Gone. Yeah. You have to reignite that. Yourself. yourself. You have to do the work yourself. Yourself. Whew, we were talking about that too. Doing the work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the third time was Afrocardio. Yes. And by then I'm like, oh, I know Reggie. Yes, <laughs> and I think hard. I even called. I, I was like, yeah, you know, you know the uh, the lady that did your facial and we saw her at the Ruth concert? Because it's time number three now. Yes. I was like, yeah, she came to Afrocardia. He was like, oh, yeah, that's Reggie Reg. <laughs> I loved it. I told you I showed up at like five o'clock, sat on the lawn and hacked in my little stretches in the sun. Yeah. This was like right at fall too. So the sun had just started coming out mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm just going to get here early because it was sold out online. 
I was like, I'm just going to get here early enough. I was acting like I was in college trying to get, Listen. Trying to get to class. <laughs> I was always that one wait till the last minute to get my, get my favorite college course. And mm -hmm. I'd be like, hey, do you got um one more seat? I'm here early uh, for the semester. Can I get in? And I'm like, why am I repeating this? So I show up. I'm just like five o'clock. I don't got no ticket. I'm looking sorry. I'm like, oh, I hope they still let me into the class. Listen, Miss Diane was in there. She said, where are your ticket? <laughs> I said, oh, oh. Momager. It's sold out. It's sold out. It's sold out. And I was just wondering, I can pay, but I just wanted to see if I could, like, come still. Like, I'm all stuttering because I'm so scary like that. But I was like, I just want to see if I can still come. <laughs> She's like, yes, you can come. Just sign in, honey. It's so and then her immediately her mood changed. She says, just sign in, honey. It's fine right here. Yep, come on in. Come on in. I was like, oh, good. So I go in, and immediately the vibes were right. I heard the music, and I knew. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I'm about to shake something. And you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to shake a leg or something. Yeah, yeah. That... When you told me this story, I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize you came like a whole hour because yeah. it was sold out. I on... chilled in the lawn and I was just hoping that somebody wouldn't show. But mm. I was like, I want to take their spot. Yeah. yeah. But then I realized the format of it and how communal it was. And like, I'm so used to these snooty classes in the area. Yeah. You know, when you go across the river and shit, like they... Not to not to put them all in the category, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. it's not communal. Right. It's very individualistic, and mm. it's very. Um, you, I love the saying that you say. This is not to be perfect. Never. You do not have to be perfect. Just do what you're doing. You know, pay attention to what you're doing, but also feel the the room, feel yeah. the vibe of the room. You know, mm -hmm. rely off of each other, and and you can watch each other, but don't judge yourself. Right. You know, and I love that you open up every class with that statement because these other classes, you know, they'll it, it's very it's not a good vibe like that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's very it's very opposite that when the room doesn't look like how you look mm -hmm. when the instructor doesn't look like how you look mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, they're not playing the music that we play or they're playing the music that we play, but they're not dancing how we dance. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, mm -hmm. very, you can feel the appropriation almost. Yeah. It's dripping. Yeah. Right. Appropriation is dripping. Yes. Okay. Like y'all sweats. Yes. And yes. It, it's refreshing to walk into a room where I knew I was going to be shaking something. I was like, yes. yes. This is it. This is I took my shoes off immediately, y'all. And that's a good sign. Like, if I take my shoes off, to me, that has to do with ground, groundedness. Like, I'm grounding myself to this space. I'm connecting myself to this space right here, right now. Yes. When I tell you, um, I had to get used to dancing in sneakers because... I was at the Y in the beginning of my fitness career mm -hmm. years ago. And then I went um, to Studio Solomon across the river. Mm -hmm. And because she has mats for people to do martial arts in that studio, uh -huh. we were all to take off our shoes. And I loved it. Yes. And, you know, to be grounded on that mat. Now, I wasn't barefoot when I was at the gyms. But when I made that transition to the studio, she said... You know, we take off our shoes. I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Oh, say less. Say less, honey. And danced in her studio for at least two years. 
maybe a little bit Ooh, more. Wow. Yeah, at least two. And um, when I left her studio, I started dancing in shoes again. And there will be times where I would take them off and people would make a joke in the class that, up, oh, she done took off her shoes. She about to kick our butt. <laughs> and it was true because it was something about that connection and that grounding. Yeah. When my shoes came off, it opens up a whole different portal. It does. It opens and only the real ones know. Only like, the real only ones Only the know. real ones know about that. Like yeah. when you take off your shoes, it invites in Mother Earth herself. Yeah. And so it, it, your moves hit different. They your do. energy hits different. Yeah. You're able to feel the vibrations of yes. everybody around you too. You like, are. I, I always say shoes are foot prisons, you know? Foot prisons. Foot yeah. prisons. Prison. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, I had to get used to dancing with shoes and now sitting here talking to you. I'm like, Dad, I want to experience that yeah. again. Like, being now, of course, at home when I'm doing my choreography, mm -hmm. yes. But to be communal, like you yeah. said, it hits very different, which is probably why participants were like, oh, Lord, she done took off the shoes because they could they feel that. They know that, that you're, about to, you're about to turn the energy up. I'm turning it up a notch. Yeah. And I don't even know when it's going to happen. It's like it. it gets downloaded on me, yep. a beat drops, or I get an energy yeah. to pay. This. Cause because I, if you don't, you got to think you're stopping. The energy moves like this, um, you know, like on the physical feel yeah. it goes shoo. yeah yeah so like it's an like, oval yeah like yeah. literally like an oval so you're stopping with a rubber sole with the sole you got all this stuff on the bottom of your foot mm -hmm. which yes is to protect it in certain elements mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think when you're dancing and you really want to feel your full range of motion in your mm -hmm. body it's very hard it, it, it's very rare that i can dance in secret i don't mm -hmm. think it's very random. And I get it. Dancing shoes. And I think that's totally why I, I strayed a little bit from classical ballet, from mm -hmm. bar, from, you know, points. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I'll be damned. Right. I'm not having my foot binded up. No. Like, no. my foot belongs, my flat ass foot belongs on, on the this ground. ground. Yes. It does. That's when you said only the real ones, only the real ones know, you know, you know. You know. Like, oh, they took their shoes off. Yeah. yeah, this is this, this is, is next level. Yeah. This, this is how we're supposed to be for all. But yeah. okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> you've been so conditioned, and I even say that with my preschoolers, I get kicked back from the teachers. But when we go outside, we're on a grass playground, mm -hmm. and my kids they immediately take their shoes off. They like poop poop with yeah. their shoes. Yeah, and some of the teachers when I first started. They were coming over. I'd be like, first of all, mind your business. You over there. I'm not regulating your kids. Okay, so why are you regulating my kids? Why are right. you over her? Do you so, know they have their shoes off? Do you know they have their shoes Someone's all got their shoes off. And I said, I see. I got two eyes. I know. And I told him that he could. And I asked his mom and dad about they don't care. It's a feel. It's manicured. It's cut every week. Like, yeah. They're kids. Yeah. They yeah. are going to want to take their shoes off to feel the mud, to feel the mm -hmm. grass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kids are very sensory like that. And I mean, yeah. just the, the, the fact that we've lost that as a society where y'all concerned that their shoes are off mm -hmm. in the grass. Mm -hmm. Right. It seems like manicured grass and sand. And it's fenced in. It's, it's okay. This is like fenced in grass. But you know what's so funny? 
If I have one, if I'm walking somewhere, I don't walk in the grass. Which, like, regular shoes. Like, I'm outside, mm-hmm. like, on a normal day, not mm-hmm. dancing or anything. I don't like walking in grass with my shoes on. Like, I'll walk around. I'm not See, a grass. Like, and that's the thing is, like, it really has transformed us as, I think, a, a, a species. And mm-hmm. I think as far as my healing journey goes like connecting with the ground with my feet mm-hmm. and grounding myself mm-hmm. weekly has been like a game changer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a game changer mm-hmm. so it's hard for me to even dance with my shoes on not just because it's uncomfortable but because like i literally cannot feel anything i got you like when in the series the avatar like the earthbenders they mm-hmm. could like they would be able to right. feel the vibration yeah. with their feet. Yeah. And I've heard tap dancers talk about it too. Like people that tap a lot, they can just like feel the different beats in the earth and then that's really what they're tapping. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know deaf people can feel the vibration and they yeah. can keep beat or keep step with the dances exactly. because they feel that vibration. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot to be said about vibrations and feeling it and it like flowing through your body and then mm-hmm. the energy mm-hmm. i always tell my participants that it recycles itself so if you're yes. tired all you have to do is take a couple of breaths recycle that energy feel that beat and boom mm-hmm. now get your water down mm-hmm. drink your water we need you to stay hydrated right back but through. it will cycle it will cycle right back through mm-hmm. and um these are the things that you know, only a connected being could really understand that I mean, there is the fitness part of it, studying the body and understanding mm-hmm. the breathing techniques with it. But when I tell people that and they do it, it's almost as if they're shocked, they're shocked. that they were yeah. re-energized. Like, re-energized. A breath of energy. <laughs> breath? That's all I needed? Yeah, that's all you needed. Cycle that energy back through right quick. Grab yes. some water and let's do this. And can we talk about swinging it right back to the nervous system? Yes. Is that a lot of people miss that a breath and meditation is sometimes what you need to regulate your mm. nervous system back. Absolutely. And rest. And rest. Said, don't You're sleep right. on the rest. Yeah. I mean, I want black women to snatch that, that nap back. Snatch the naps back. Yeah. I mean, tell folks I'm taking a nap. Yeah. I'm taking a nap, even yeah. if I gotta move some things around. A nap is being got today. I know that's right. A nap I know is that's being got right. today. Several naps, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I might need three naps for sure. I might sleep for like the whole afternoon, actually, and will not feel. I want us to take guilt mm-hmm. out of rest and peace and peace. That 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 is huge, Reggie. The, why do we as black women We're so guilty? And see, that goes to the point where we have to prove ourselves. We have to earn, earn our keep. Earn our keep. Our earn our keep. Earn our keep. And <laughs> we say black women I specifically. I kept this whole nation. Me and my grandmama and them. Right. Right. Yeah. White and black. Right. Immigrant, poor, rich, mm-hmm. black women have kept this nation. Mm-hmm. And you still saying that we need to earn our keep is, is beyond me. I, I don't understand it either, but it's a real thing. And it's not just, it comes from our own people too, though. It comes from our men and other black women. Oh, yeah. Like, it's okay. I'm, I'm earn my keep. I'm resting. I'm resting. Yeah. And it's shocking for, for, some, for a black woman to say that. Mm-hmm. I'm on sabbatical. 
Ooh. Just imagining a black woman saying, and I know black women have gone on sabbatical, but just imagining that. Then it's the, well, what did you do? Are, are you having a mental breakdown? What's yeah. That? She must be having a mental breakdown. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just on sabbatical. Yeah. I, I said I don't want to work right I, now. I said I don't want to work right now. I've worked with a T at the end. With the T. Because when we talk about overworking and burnout, Ooh-wee. all I've seen is burnout our black after women. burnout after burnout after burnout after hospitalization after burnout <sighs> after death after burnout after hospitalization after we major still... immune autoimmune diseases mm. after still burning out still burning still burnout and then passing the burnout down generationally and you're passing it down because we gotta earn our, our key. key. Mm-mm. And then you pass down that matriarch mindset to where it's your job, it's your job. to carry everybody and to, to keep, keep everybody. to, keep, to everybody. keep everybody. And it's like, how am inhuman and insane is that? Because if you're the matriarch and you have the kids, mm-hmm. some matriarchs also have the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Then you keep in the cousins and the sons and, and the, the sons and the daughters. Oh, it's too much. And we have to release that, like you said, because. It's killing us. It's killing us. And then we've become we become conditioned to be guilty, guilty. about it. So then we our guilt puts us in the grave. Because it's like, mm. uh, the guilt, the, the guilt, guilt, the guilt. Yeah. And I have it start it really starts with doing a lot of inner child work. Mm-hmm. And going back to it goes it goes very simple. People think it's very grandiose. And healing, yes, in the grand scheme of things, Mm -hmm. it's a journey. Mm -hmm. But it actually is like a domino, you know, like it happens one domino at a time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even as early as you, and this has been every black child, don't even, I promise you when I say this to you right now, you're going to be like, yeah. Mm -hmm. When you get home from school and you don't work, then you don't put up with bullying all that. You don't put up with teachers and their and their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the lunch lady didn't give you that extra little bag of chips that you wanted. Mm-hmm. You don't work. You took five tests. Mm-hmm. You done did recess. Mm-hmm. You did all this stuff. You come home and you want to take a little nap. Mm-hmm. And your parents be like, "Get on up! What you doing? <laughs> what you doing laying down?" <laughs> You ain't even do nothing today. Yo. Yo. I never <laughs> even thought about that. And like you said, there's not one black child that can say, that can say that they did not experience rest. that. Yo. Your parents never Girl, told you What you tired? What, what you tired, tired, tired from? What you, and, the only t- oh, and the only time you could rest is when they told you to lay it down, lay it down. to take a nap because yeah. they needed a break. A break. So yeah. wait, when I was so, resting yeah. by myself, no. you was like, what you tired from? Yeah. You don't work. But now, you, but now you want to put me to bed because you tired. Get that part. Because you Stop. tired. Stop. Wow. Parents, if you listening, don't do that to your kids. So that's why the nap got, I don't know if this is the right word, Criminalized, criminalized in a way like because yes. that's why we see the memes like i didn't used to want to take a nap but now, now as an adult i, I want we always wanted the nap we, we were not awarded that nap we y'all. always wanted the nap we always nap. wanted the that's nap. fact that's fact it's 
crazy. Like, and so that, even that domino, that dominoes to now I'm an adult that can't take a damn nap. Wow, <laughs> Reggie, yo. <laughs> it's crazy. My dad's like, get up. Like, mind blown right yeah. now. Like, yelling, like, yelling you away. <laughs> get up, get up. Shaking your foot. You be waking up in a panic, like, what's going on? Hands be raised, you don't know. You're like, what? What happened? It's like, get up. What you tired for? Get up. If I'm asleep, I'm tired. I shouldn't have to explain to you why I'm asleep. I'm tired. I done Dang. ran with my friends all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. I was a napper and see, my family knew I was a napper. And I would come home and I would take a nap and it would be peaceful mm-hmm. and then because my brother's six years younger we were never in the same school okay ever so like when he was in elementary i was like in middle and mm-hmm. then when he was in middle i was in higher i was matter of fact when i graduated college he was still in high school right right so i i say that to say you know schools are on different times like the yeah. middle school and the high school is different than elementary different, school yeah. so i will always get home before him mm-hmm. girl wasn't you nobody know. home yeah you got you had your little self-care uh, regimen together that's the one thing i can cry to my laziness <laughs> to this day when i go take my dad's because i'm already used you, to yeah, that you like, like condition yourself early i conditioned myself early because i had that solid hour and a half yes. after school when nobody was home i would take my nap then when Matthew came home, it would be up because this butt never wanted to take no bag on that. <laughs> but then we would be up and we would do homework. But what I did experience, because there were some times where you hear that from your black parent. What I did experience, I'm in bed. And if my mom, she worked part-time. Mm-hmm. So if she was working, she worked full-time, but then she was working a part-time job. She would do her part-time. Baby girl would come in at about. 10 30 11 sometime 11 30 from her part-time time now, i'm knocked out because i got school in the morning yeah come in my room and turn on the light oh yeah 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 they love to do that <laughs> they love to do that they love to do that oh i mean clink. <laughs> and don't even be the lamp it be like <laughs> the freaking iridescent Fluorescent ass light. The whole like I had a feeling that the whole four light bulb. Yeah, we're like <laughs> 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 you're like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you just do that for? And it would be questions. Did you did you do that? Did you do that? Did you do that? I'm like mom. I'll tell you in the morning. Yeah, in the morning you be up. We be up. We be up. parents because i don't want it, parents who did that no. like oh i did it i'm a terrible parent you just do the best you can, can with what, what you, you have and what you know because you back to the domino somewhere literally. down the line someone was doing that to them and probably even worse you know we think about it from our parents from our grandparents stuff they was getting beat out of their sleep you know what i mean like some <laughs> my parents to sleep and be out, out of sleep. sleep you know what yeah. i'm saying give me the switch because you're acting up go yeah. get a switch yeah. and it's like we have evolved as a people with that, and I love to see it, but it's still so much residue yes. from where we came from mm-hmm. with rest. It is. And, and the idea of rest and the idea of what, why you should not turn the light on on your kid at 11 o'clock <laughs> at night. 
You know what I'm saying? No, you're right. And, right. And why you should not yell your kid? Kid, I wait. I wait. Just, you yeah. know what I mean? But again, we do the best we can with what we have, and and more conversations like this, I think, are the answer and the key to just reminding, gently reminding, harshly reminding <laughs> people to take that that rest mm-hmm. and like let others around you take the rest too. Like, don't be offended by somebody's rest. Mm-hmm. People be offended you. by your rest. Yeah. You know? They think that you're like discarding them or don't want to be around them or my downtime is more important than you. And that's not what I'm saying. I mean, yes, I do need my downtime, but you're important too, but I can't be any good to argue about it. I don't think they'll be happy with that answer from me. Well, yeah. Yeah. My downtime is everything. Mm -hmm. I can't be anything to anybody if I don't recharge myself. Yeah. And sometimes it goes for days, like you said. And it doesn't matter how much of a good sleep pattern or schedule yeah. you try to put yourself on. You got to eat. Sometimes you just need to rest. Sometimes you just need to rest. Sometimes you just need to rest. And it might be for months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's not be surprised. I think people are so surprised when it's like, I've done almost 30 years of work. We, we come out of the womb working. Mm-hmm. Working on our mind, working to learn our ABCs, working on learning a language, working on learning an instrument, working work like just a, a dance, a chair, a basketball, a football. All we've been doing yes, is essays, SATs, MCATs. You know what I mean? Like we've just been working our minds and our bodies. Mm. Like one of the only species that literally works their mind to this capacity and their bodies mm-hmm. to this capacity nonstop. Mm-hmm. And people think it's wild when someone says, I don't want to work for a year. Right. One year out of 60, 70, 80 years of work. Yeah. Of assumed work. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's not wild at all. And the, what is it? The grind mentality, the no sleep. No, we, I think now we're getting a little bit past that. I think yeah, COVID was kind of like, uh, uh, you can talk that team no sleep all you want, but you baby, want. you about to be sleeping in the house. So In the house and sleep. Right. So we got away from that. So some like some of the young folks still say team no sleep. I'm like, y'all don't know why you want to. Yeah. Well, y'all gonna be hanging out with you. Yeah, no, we ain't doing no team. You just told me who to block, right? Because I'm team sleep. Definitely team sleep. I'm team sleep up in here. Yeah, yeah. So we were thinking about a theme for for our podcast day, and we we went along the line of like sisterhood chat energy all the things we've been saying taking care of ourselves and in the sisterhood but also pouring into one another we were talking about communal healing yes. we were talking about even like when you said when you came to Afrocardio, even though it was sold out immediately you felt like this is community it wasn't yes. no judgment zone mm-hmm. never about perfection and how Community and aligning yourself with the right people. Yeah, that's huge. It's huge. It's huge. huge. But communities like how you've created through Afrocardio, I've already, even before this podcast, I was out to lunch with somebody that I met Mm -hmm. through your Afrocardio class. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I connected with people through your class. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is like a testament to... The fact that creating these spaces of community, 
allows for deeper connection even outside of the community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do see people like I'll see people who take in my class and like their friends on Facebook mm-hmm. and I like see them comment. I'm like, oh, oh look at you. Yeah, yeah. That's so you, when you know you're doing a great work when you cannot just connect yourself to people but mm-hmm. connect people to people. Yeah, yeah. That's a part of the purpose. And that's one of the things that I never saw it being a thing. Like, and that probably was because I was in a gym. But the gym is a community too. But I always had the, oh, hi, we're here at the gym. Yeah, It's good here. Yeah, but then once we leave. It's not a community. It's not really a community anymore. So I never saw that happening with Afrocardio. And then when it started happening, I'm like, I'm really building a community. community. Yeah. When people are like, oh, I hung out with so-and-so mm-hmm. from the class or we yep. did this. Or I'll hear people invite people to like get togethers or yep. parties or stuff like that. I'm like, you okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cardio does that. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it was the best decision I made for the fall was signing up mm. for Afrocardio class. That makes me so happy to hear. Re-signing up for therapy. Yes, therapy. Um, cutting ties with people. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things are in my toolbox. And when I say toolbox, I mean it's invisible to the, the average person, you know, to anybody except for me. But I know... <clears throat> When I reach certain thresholds or I burnt myself out or I'm flickering mm-hmm. or maybe I'm I'm just in a good space even mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. to do. But knowing what to do when mm-hmm. for yourself instead of falling back on unhealthy coping mechanisms mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more so saying, okay, I know acrocardio gets, boosts my mood, it boosts mm-hmm. my adrenaline, I see people that I really love there, mm-hmm. I want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's in my toolbox mm-hmm. for when I need it. Mm-hmm. Therapy session. Mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling like I'm, I have a lot of things I need to say confidentially. Boom, let me book a therapy session. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I'm feeling disconnected to my body. Boom, let me <clears throat> run myself a bath. Mm-hmm. Like it's things knowing this or, you know, I'm feeling like I want to drink in ex- in excess. Okay, mm-hmm. let me make myself some tea. Mm-hmm. It's like knowing what to do, when to do it. That's mm-hmm. my imaginary toolbox. And having that, having Afrocardio in there, it helps with my body connectivity. It helps with healing. That's so good to hear. That, that warms my heart. And... It's the the affirmation or the quote unquote validation because I'm never one to be validated yeah. by like people, but with people, but women like you, it's validating that I'm in the space I'm supposed to be in. Because yeah. as much as I love it, it's nice to hear that what it's doing for other people because yeah. that side of things was always the goal, mm-hmm. and um, and I felt that. Oh, good. And I felt that. Good. Good. That and I want people to always feel that way. Like this is for you because fitness is healing. Mm-hmm. And not in a cliche way, but yeah. very much a healing space mentally. Yes. And I mean, if I'm gonna be real, I 
It was my healing because of the stuff I was going through in my life when I launched it. I was going oh, through. There it, there it is. Like. And yet still you <laughs> felt the need to outwardly express. And, and people sleep on outward expression as a form of healing. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. think, oh, to clam up is mm-hmm. sometimes the best way to heal and sometimes to create. That's why I say I lead with the fact that I'm an artist because I'm in constant healing. Yeah. Van Gogh created his best work when he was going through yeah. the toughest time. Maya Angelou yeah. created the most profound poems that we still read today. Yes. When yeah. she was going through <clears throat> the toughest of times. Musicians like Prince. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. look, creating masterpieces in mm-hmm. the midst of heartbreak mm-hmm. you know it, mm-hmm. it's what you create in the afro cardio i didn't even know that you, you were going through but it makes sense mm-hmm. because it's a space of healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when people walk into my spa they're like what's the vibe in here like mm-hmm. it's so peaceful so like cathartic in here mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah because i came here to cry several times mm-hmm. i've come here to mm-hmm. heal myself several times you have no idea the many nights that i've spent and here working through my own shadows. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an inward, it's, yeah, it's a business, mm-hmm. but it's uh, my healing. Mm-hmm. You're seeing my healing on display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it, I wouldn't even know that I was, well, I would make statements like, oh, Afrocardio keeps me going. Like, I will always say that. Like, I knew what was happening enough to say that. But because I didn't officially start my healing journey until, well, the weight loss transformation happened, which is a part of healing. But until I uh, actually started my healing journey after, I didn't know that's what I was doing. I mean, I would say it's keeping me going. You know, it's release. I would always say, oh, it's my stress release. Like, that's the words I was using back in, what, 2016, 17, 2018. Oh, it's my stress release. Mm -hmm. You know, it's I I love to dance or... It keeps me going. And it was stopped there. I knew mm-hmm. what I felt, but I couldn't put a narrative behind it. Like you yes. said, the outward expression of healing, which then translates, yeah. transforms yeah. into what other people feel when they work out with me. Because I'm giving you <clears throat> my myself. Myself. Yeah. 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 You're an alchemist. Yeah. Literally, that's what alchemy is. It's taking one thing making it and transmuting it transforming it to a whole nother thing Mm -hmm. and again i'm gonna go back to black women because i am a black woman Mm -hmm. fan and and we are black women and let's just be real black women have and i was just watching the wiz the other day and i watched the wizard of oz even before that Mm -hmm. and even in the wiz when she stumbled upon that yellow brick road child why was it in shambles Mm mm-hmm that thing was in shambles. She looked at it. Everybody looked at it. It was like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she said, no, we won't, we won't make it. She started singing. Why did the yellow brick road turn into now it's a nice yellow brick road on the bridges and looking good and complete. Whereas even Dorothy and the regular Wizard of Oz came up and it was just a beautiful road already paved. You know what I mean? Beautiful. little. But when it came to yeah. the, the black woman... It was messed up. She had to figure it out. She had to figure that shit out. Everybody looking at her like, well, what, what you going to do? What you going to do now, Dorothy? And, you know, it. that's real life for that's us. Life We're for alchemists. Us. We going to make 
it pop. We're going to make it shake mm-hmm. if we got to make it shake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're tired of that at the same point. <sighs> but we are alchemists. Things like Afrocardio, things like There She Glows, they're byproducts of our alchemy. And speaking of that, like, I feel the love in your product. Yeah. Um, it, wait, it's, it's top it's, tier. It's a, it's, a, it's a love there. It's a love there. The love is there, Reggie. Thank you. The love is in the product. It's in you, and it's how you distribute the product. Because when you first came, you were like, this is for you. It's like, oh! What is it? I'm like, this is nice. And she's giving it to me in love. And it's literally the best product I've used. Thank you. So before I was using yours, I was using Aveeno, which is still good, but it ain't there she goes, honey. Honey. Okay? It ain't there she goes. It is not. It is not. And you gave it to me in love because I told you because I was wearing my mask from the COVID, mm-hmm. I had scars because I would break out. Scars that they're going away now with There She Glows, but scars that it's a scar. So it stays. It never, you know, I put my cocoa butter on. But for the most part, because it was a scar, like one time, not to be gross, like I remember sitting in my car, taking off my mask one time, had a pimple scratched over it because mm-hmm. the mask did whatever. That thing never, it's a scar to this day. So I had shared that, you know, with the pandemic and always wearing my mask. All I did was just break out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you you got what I was saying. And then the next time I seen you, you're like, I thought about you because you said about your scarring from the mask. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I feel the love in the way you distribute the product, thinking about your client. Um, yeah. And the product itself is just. It smells good. I feel like it was meant specifically for my skin. Mm-hmm. Like, you can go to the store and buy something. And you could tell, like, oh, they just made this good product to go on some skin. Yeah, but some skin. Some yeah. skin. Yeah. Whatever, look, whatever skin it hits, it hits. It if it is, don't work yeah. for you, it don't it's work for you, go try the other product in yeah. your line. But with you, it felt like, oh, no. This was actually yeah. made, made for a shit. Yeah. And it's because I'm an esthetician. First, mm-hmm. I'm not a product maker. Okay. I the my products are again a byproduct of my clients' pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've serviced thousands mm-hmm. of people. These hands have touched thousands mm-hmm. of people, mm-hmm. like in ways that I probably won't ever understand that magnitude while I'm alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that's mm-hmm. going to be a magnitude. And I saw it even with my grandmother's passing. She passed at 99. Ooh, that's beautiful. Yes, 99 and three quarters. Oh, that's beautiful. And at her funeral, you would think somebody at 99, like, it's probably just going to be family there. Right, because you know I mean? their friends are old, gone. You know, yeah. Gone. Yeah. My grandmom's, if we go on YouTube right now to view my grandmother's funeral, it's on there. Mm-hmm. It has like over 2,000 views. Wow. And like growing. Yeah. Some people just watch it on her birthday, you know, watch it when she back. And it was in the middle of COVID. And we were told, we told people, hey, we're just going to keep it small. Like we're trying to limit how many people can come. Mm -hmm. The church was packed. Mm -hmm. Like for COVID, where people had to sit like six feet apart from each Mm -hmm. other, Mm -hmm. it was like every six feet there was a person. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. there was people outside. Wow. Yeah. That's a testament to who she was to as a woman. To who she was as a woman. Mm-hmm. And it goes, like, that's 
we were talking about that earlier, like legacy. To me, to see that mm -hmm. and to see her go and leave this earth with that amount of respect for herself and for people, the people around her, mm -hmm. and always sharing and learning and growing, it was something to aspire to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there she glows is just like to me the start of not the start the continuation mm -hmm. of a legacy mm -hmm. but just through me mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's been going on with mm -hmm. my mom my grandma just how they touch people I just use my hands yeah yeah I get that I get that yeah we are that the positive side of we would talk about generational curses but there's some generational blessings mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we we mm -hmm. we should probably start to tap into those more as we heal yeah those generational curses tap into those generational blessings because yes. that sounds what you described that's what it sounds like it's a blessing that's been passed down from grandma to mom to you yeah. and to your children and their mm -hmm. children and that's that's a beautiful thing because we do have to think about what is our generational blessing. What is our that's a good that's a good podcast episode there. Yeah. What is a generational blessing? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not money. We're not talking about money. No. It's what your kids carry from you that they see what makes you a good human being. Yes. And what you can how can I explain it? The things your kids see from you that make you a good human being that you can pass down meaning any even when you pass away mm -hmm. because that was such a good blessing energy yes. trait whatever you want to call it somebody if not a couple people in the got family it. got it and mm -hmm. they're going to do that because it's embedded in yeah. them yeah it's mm -hmm. in the dna it's in the dna um yeah yeah the generational blessings that that is an interesting I, uh, interesting topic. You kind of got to dig deep to see, well, what is my, mm -hmm. what is my generational blessing? Because we always say in the positive way, oh, you get that from your mama or you get yeah. that from your daddy. I but do. what is it? But you what know? is it? Because we can say that from your looks. Oh, you get that. You get your eyes from your mama. You get mm -hmm. your hips from your mama. You get your, your legs from your mama. Right. Or, or it'll be like some negative attitude trait. You know what I mean? That's another one. It's like, well, what, what are the good things? What are the generational blessings? And, yeah. And if you don't got them, maybe try to cultivate. Like maybe, you know, this episode can help somebody to say, you know what? I don't even think I got no generational blessing. Yeah. And like cultivate it. Yeah. Start it with your kids. Start yeah. it with yourself. You yeah. Yeah. This is what I want to pass down. This is my character trait that I want to pass down to my kid. If my kid can see this, it can gain anything from how I live my life. And that's all that, you know, my businesses are my journey, especially after my grandma passed away. People ask me, well, how are you able to be so flexible? How are you able to switch? You know, there she goes, had a 1,200 square foot building. Now mm -hmm. you're in a 600 foot space, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, now you're doing this, now you're doing that. And it's like, because I am not just one thing. Yeah. This is legacy. Like, a lot of what people are seeing through me is the ancestors lived out. Yeah. I, my ancestors aren't just one monolithic being. You right. You know what I mean? I have right. singers as 
ancestors. I have dancers as ancestors. Yeah. I got preachers as ancestors. Yeah. Bankers. I yeah. Got, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of these people live inside of me and their energy, their love, their blood flows through me. Mm-hmm. I'd be damned if I live in a society that tries to tell me I can be one thing. Right. The box. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the box, the box of putting someone in this box and not allowing them to be multifaceted. Mm-hmm. Um, I often think about people in their career when you work for a boss or a company. Often, excuse me, oftentimes they put you in this, this is what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And you're the go-to person for that. Mm-hmm. But God forbid you're like, well, you know, I could do that too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. You can like they have already had this idea of you and the limitations and that box that when you tell them that you're capable of other things, either they don't believe you. They Mm -hmm. sit back and wait to see, well, are they going to be able to show up? Oh, wow. That's impressive. You really can. And it's like. I said what I said. I I know what I'm capable of doing. Um, Yeah, we are the most underestimated um i would say in the workplace and then even beyond in the world mm-hmm. but i was sitting um in the forbes under 30 summit back in like 2018 2019 mm-hmm. serena williams was the featured speaker mm-hmm. and she said something very profound that will always stick with me she said to be a black woman is to be the most um underestimated in the room yep and she was like i've learned to love it though yeah like i've learned to lean into it yeah and then to literally blow their brains out yep like them so wrong yeah that it's like crazy like their mind is even blown with the magnitude that i'm bringing Mm -hmm. at this point Mm -hmm. and i think that that will always be our story you know but within that even if we take a year off even if we take a 30 minute nap we still won't blow their brains out listen i was being a little tooting my horn and too too and i said literally i could do this in my sleep do it in my sleep. Do it so long, so great. I can do it in my sleep. And that's not to mean that there's no growth in your career. You know, I've been in education for going into year 17. But that is to say. It is to say. If I did this for 17 years, shouldn't I have mastered something? something. So if I say I could do X, Y, Z in my sleep, <laughs> that, that, that. That should tell you. That should, that should be. Good. It shouldn't be offensive it because be offensive. I actually would want a doctor before he's doing anything with me to be like, oh, I've, I've, I've been done this, this seventeen thousand million times. I could do this in my sleep. Something about that is reassuring when it comes to health. Yeah, <laughs> but when you say it in a field um, other than that, yeah, sometimes it's taken the wrong way. Yeah, sometimes you know people take it as you're tooting your own horn yeah you know yeah you know there's always growth and it's like yeah there's always growth but while i take this rest i just need for you to know that i could still come back in a year and still do what you do if not that was what i was saying to your point exactly that's what i was getting at Mm -hmm. like i can take this rest and still be 
awesome and dynamic whenever it is that I come back because in the same breath of taking that break is frowned upon, you're also underestimated. So it's like, well, what do yeah. you want? You're already daggone estimated. Right. So at least let me at take, least a let me take a nap then. Right? Let me take a nap. So, so we can't it. win either way. So that's why it's important for these friendships, these healthy relationships yes. to cultivate yes. one another. Because yes. in in our fullness. Yeah. In our fullness. Yeah. Not surf, not the surface, not the trauma bonding friendships. Uh, I cannot, and I know we didn't say we were going to go here, but since I just thought about it, those are so corny to me. And uh, we were having a semi conversation at the beach club the one night where we talked about if you're in your thirties and need a click, you really need therapy. You need therapy, okay? Because the trauma bonding that happens in click, if if that's all it really is. It's not those authentic cultivating where we could say, yeah, you know what? You're right. It did take us three times, but the energy was always there and God just kept bringing us to each other. Mm -hmm. Like those kind of conversations, not the, oh yeah, I remember. Oh girl, you don't like her either. Or, right. Or my baby daddy did this. Oh, your baby daddy did that too. Oh girl, let's go to Jamaica. What? What? Jamaica because our both of our babies' daddies is trash. Like, what kind of trauma bonding nonsense? And that's what they do. And then the clicks. And I'm almost forty, so I really look at it like, no, thank you. I would, I would be ostracized. I mean, chastised because girls my <laughs> age would uh, plan girl trips. Child, why would my ass be like, yeah, I'll go with y'all, but then on the day. Uh, we we on the flight or like the day before I tell them that I'm at a resort. You just you just ghosted them? Not ghosted, but oh. they knew like Reg is not staying with us. Oh yeah, you took okay. Yeah, you were the 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 multiple women in a hotel room type energy. No. Can't do it either. I'd be like, well, I'm just gonna figure it out or I'll get my own place. You know, I'll get my own place. <laughs> right. And they would always ruffle a few feathers like, she's the, why doesn't she want to stay with us? Why doesn't she want to stay with us? Because I just am operating, even back then, I'm like 25, 26, mm-hmm. and I still know, like, that's not my type energy. You gotta protect your energy. Hell protecting yeah. your energy and protecting your peace is so important. And it's not just with the opposite sex, it's with other people. Other people. Because essentially, if you're, excuse me, ever drink a soda, like, <laughs> <laughs> I all keep doing this perfect, but if you're just trauma bonding and not really doing the work, that it's just a cycle of chaos. It's a cycle of chaos. I mean, oh girl got this going on, then the next girl got another thing on, then the next girl got another yeah. thing on, then the next girl got another thing on. It's just like a cycle of just chaotic energy. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the audacity to like hype the energy up. So it's like a washer machine. It's oh, just yeah. like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Yeah. It's like yeah. going. Yeah. It's like, is it ever going to stop? Are we no. ever going to go into the tumble and go into the dryer <laughs> and get folded and, and get hung up and worn? Right. Right. No. Right. It's in that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm grateful for the the healing energy mm-hmm. the healing place the generational blessings yeah the pouring into each other to tell you good sis sis relax relax take, take a, a nap. nap it's okay <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, 
need a nap. Yeah. That's what you need. You want me to come over and tuck you in? <laughs> literally. I'm not from that. I'll rub your scalp till you right. go to sleep. And I'll literally, I'll see myself out. Like, yeah. I'll lock the door behind me and you asleep. Right. Like, I put kids to sleep for a living. Like, <laughs> it's just... Mm-hmm. You need a nap. Yeah. I put my mom to, if ever I feel she's in a state, I'll be like, come on, mom. I'll make you some tea. Mm-hmm. You can lay down. I'm going to sing to you. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it really is an essence in allowing your body to rest. Right. It is. It really is. It really is. Thank you for that, Reggie. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that knowledge because. I needed to hear it. My listeners, I'm sure there's someone who's going to appreciate that. Um, just that simple, that rest. Yeah. That that rest and getting rid of the guilt. And more, more importantly, I wrote it down here in my notes, that nervous system. Mm-hmm. That That's heavy. Because, yeah. yeah. We fill our digestive system. Like, oh, you got to regulate your digestive system. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We do oh, that, I'm right? constipated all the time. Uh, oh, I got diarrhea. Like, you know that. You right. know those extremes. But right. with your nervous system, do you really know the extremes? No. Never, never thought about that until yeah. you said something. Because anxiety is a common thing we all yeah. feel. So yeah. obviously I've had anxiety. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any human being on earth that hasn't had anxiety. Right. You know, that's connected to your nervous system. But otherwise, I never thought about the uh, regulating it. Exactly. Yeah, even though I pray, meditate, right, even dance, but keeping track of it, like understanding, bingo, yeah, that's the part I didn't know. Knowing when it fluctuates, like the moment it does and the moment it doesn't, yeah, like knowing, like feeling, yeah, feeling your your nervous system and that toolkit. Mm -hmm. I think I do have Afro cardio in my toolkit, um, prayer and devotion, yes, but maybe there's something else I could. Do you like getting your nails done? I do. I that's love in your, that's in your pedicures. Yeah. Get my nails done, pedicures. If you like shampoo, you like getting your hair washed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's in your toolkit. Massages are in my toolkit. Massages. I can book a massage right now because mm-hmm. I can feel it. And I've been putting it off because I was like, oh, as soon as school's out, I'm going to go get a massage. Haven't done it yet. And girl, I got somebody for you. That oh. will come right to you. Oh, that's exactly what I want. I got, I got you. Oh, yes. See, look at Thank you. <laughs> Come right to me, and that's 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 in my toolkit. Okay, and you know what? What Netflix? <laughs> Pretty. Listen, no, but that's in your toolkit. A binge watching day. That's in my toolkit too. Oh. If I'm feeling like, oh, I can't move, mm-hmm. then I binge watch. Yeah, and that's it. And I don't feel guilty. And don't feel guilty right, about right, it. Right, it's not right. like you sit around all day and binge watch every single day of your life. <laughs> no, no. You know, if, no. if I binge watch for a week, okay. Well, What's I, the crime? You know what I mean? I put it in my self-care of Friday nights. Now, ain't no tired like teacher tired. And I've been mm, this way yeah, since I no started. Tired like teacher tired. Ooh, that first two Ooh. years of teaching, my friends would hit me like, coming downtown? I can't move. What? I can't. Girl, and... Girl, so, like, I lost, oh, now I that lost friends. friends. Girl, now that you a teacher, you don't yeah, want to be out town town. You think this parents is going to see you? I'm like, well, no, that's always a thing, it, but it, no, it really is. I'm dirt I'm, tired. What? I can barely answer your phone call, and you mad at me for? for I went not through that the first day? two years of my of my career, and I couldn't even explain it. And then Friday nights were my night to stay late to plan the lessons for the next week. So this was the thing, and finally I said, listen. 
after a couple years yeah. in, I think it's when I went back for my masters. I was like, even before that, I was like, I don't do nothing on Friday night. Don't ask me. To this day, Reggie, I my self care is like I'll start to feel four thirty five, six o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm about to go home. I'm wine. Do not disturb. And it's on. Netflix Friday. Period. Okay, and then Period. I'm scrolling Netflix like it's Friday. Until I new. drool. Okay, till I, my Listen. mouth is a gate, and I'm not out on that couch. Going. <clears throat> And do not disturb. My phone's on do not disturb all the time. Oh, we think right now my phone on do not disturb. So is mine. Anybody that knows me knows to call twice. And it's not on do not disturb because we're podcasting. It's on do not Not disturb because that's how I live my life. My life. And if I pick up my phone and I see the text bubble or the DM bubble, then it's like we'll go from there. Yeah, who's that? I mean, my eyes be sweating. I'm like, who's that? Who is this? Okay. They can't wait. I'd be like, they can't wait. Yeah. And, and it works. I've never missed an important phone call. Uh-uh. I don't miss my moms, my brothers, mm-hmm. none of that. So it's like. It hits different. It when you, does. When you live your life on do not disturb. And especially as a teacher, I'm so glad that you said that because I've recently lost friends and I'm still within that first year. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose friends. Because it's like, girl, you really got mad at me because you didn't talk to me every day. Like, I literally am with screaming two-year-olds for the whole day. And if I just don't want to hear a voice this day, I don't want to hear a voice. Listen, my family teases me, but they know. They know now. After all these years, oh, you don't know. You in bed already on a Friday? Um, in bed, tucked in, bonnet on, I don't, face mask on. I mean, I've already brushed my teeth. I'm yeah. in my robe. I'm showered. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be doing right now. I just worked a forty plus hour week with children. With children, yeah. I'm my on my couch. System needs a little regulating. Back to that, exactly. Yeah. So that's why I was saying I can I think I can say Netflix is in there because it got to a point where I'm literally looking forward to running home on a Friday <laughs> yeah. night. I'll be running. I'll be running like, like, home. Like yes, yes. <laughs> and then thinking I'm about the plantation, like literally running home, running home. You can't. You as soon as the door slams, all you hear is the bathtub starting. <laughs> <laughs> My accent, so I'm like, yes, 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 yeah. It's a real thing. (laughs) When that last kid gets picked up on Friday, I'll be like, out of here. Yeah. Oh, child. People do not understand. When I get home, do not disturb. It's already on do not disturb. but It's double do not disturb. Double do not disturb on a Friday. (laughs) Friday. I remember somebody texted me and was like, I thought it was disrespectful. (laughs) She texted me like, Nine o'clock, nine thirty. Talk about come to so and so. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? Not a last minute invite on a Friday night. <laughs> you are drawling. Yeah. You're yes, drawling. Very much so. And I thought it was this, but I'm like, people really just don't even know. They I'm over here know. taking it person. Like, I was about to text her back, like, how dare you even <laughs> your <laughs> fingers to text me this on an educator on yeah, a Friday? Friday Give her the whole. Do you know that I work? Da da da. I'm like, you know what? No reply is a reply. Yeah, no reply. Like, I'm not gonna even explain. Some sometimes you don't even need to explain your rest. No, like most times you don't. Most times you don't. Because you grow, you pay your bills. It's That's like, it. 
I pay my bills. I don't have to explain why I'm not about to answer. You're, you'll get the yeah. vibe. You'll get yeah. the vibe. Yeah. I'm not the one to hit up on a Friday night. You'll I'm get to a point where you'll you'll realize like, oh, snap. Nobody's asking me what I'm doing. Because yeah. after years and years, yeah, they'll be like, oh, we know. Yeah. She at I'll home chilling. You. <laughs> and if, if I do something, it's going to have to be on the Saturday. Yeah, you already know. Because I need my Friday rest. And, and then Sundays. I gotta go back in the school. Yeah, so Sunday like, could go either way. It's gotta be on my time. Yeah. I, I just don't know how I'm gonna feel. <laughs> I, I, I could be ready or I could be not ready for the week to start again. That, that, and that's another part to it. Yeah. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. When you know, you know. So, thank you for that. Thank you for giving us that great information about our nervous system and the importance of rest. So we're gonna move on to the oh Afrobeats and Eats. Yes. Speaking of that, because we were talking about um, the community side of things. So the segment is Afrobeats and Eats. It's not on every um, episode, which is really unique to the Fispiration Podcast. I have different segments, but each segment is not on every episode. If that makes sense. Okay. So. Afrobeats and Eats is usually um, where we talk about food because the podcast itself is about health and wellness in your journey. And this was our healing conversation, but also um, food because of what we put into our bodies also matters, matters, right? And I've gone through um, a healthy lifestyle journey. So one of the things that I like to do is talk to people about how you can eat good mm-hmm. and healthy because I am a foodie. So that's yeah. where the Afro beats and eats part come out because the Fitzgeraldine podcast, Afro cardio is very much centered around the culture of Afro beats, African um, dancing mm-hmm. as far as the modern, not the traditional, but the more modern African dancing. Um, so, with that being said, I created the segment Afro Beats and Eats to talk about the eat side and I drop an Afro Beats from an artist or whatever. So, yes, okay. Yeah. So, with this one, this episode, we actually have the Afro Beats and Eats event yes. that we did, was it June 24th for Juneteenth? Yep. So, I think we're at two weeks ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. And... um. It was wonderful. It was so good. The energy was high off it. Off it from I from the moment I came in the door and I heard the DJ. She said, da, 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 da. <laughs> Shout out I to said, yo. It's lit. It's lit. Shout out to DJ Gold Up. Loved it. And it just was a vibe. I yeah. mean, we had some of the regulars there. Mm-hmm. We had some new faces. Mm-hmm. Um, you really, it, you really just did your thing. Like oh, did your you. thing with the choreography, with the aesthetic of it. I, oh, I just, I really enjoyed the community aspect. Like I'm gonna keep always saying that. Back to community, back to community. And no matter if you this was your first time or this was your 20th time, mm-hmm. I felt like everybody felt welcome to that level. Whatever they needed, they kind of took away. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that's literally what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people to feel that 
for Juneteenth specifically yeah. because it is liberation, because it is freedom. And it's not just for black women. It's for everybody because dance is freedom, dance is celebration. This is just a liberation moment that, yes, I enjoy. Yeah. I'm all about the culture, not to downplay that part of it, but it's a liberation moment, but everybody can be a part be of a it. Part. Yeah. And so. It was diverse in there. Yes, yeah. majority black women, but you had people from Germany. You had. A male participant, of, mm-hmm. and we had young young boys as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. Um, all the way up to I think the oldest person there was seventy in her seventies. I believe so, because she got a prize yes. for most seasons. So yeah. it just goes to show you that it was transracial, it yeah. was transcontinental, mm-hmm. it was you know also uh, male, female, like it it. it Cross many lines, yeah. generational, like you know, it crossed many lines. Yeah, yeah, and that that warmed my heart so much. Like, Lord, you are good because this is what you're allowing me mm-hmm. to pour back into the community. Yeah. Yeah. And we say the men, even the observers, mm-hmm. like we had men who were there with vendors. Yes, we had. Um, a couple came for something, but then they ended up staying for a little bit for mm-hmm. the belly dancing part. Yes. They didn't do anything, but they watched. Right. And I'm like, oh, look, look we have a couple. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that was nice. I only ever had one couple um, work out with me before. It was actually years mm-hmm. ago, a couple years ago, Sandra, who did the belly dancing, mm-hmm. it was, well, now they're married as her husband, but they were then her fiance. Oh, they came wow. to class as a couple. So whenever I see that, I'm like, oh, look, it's a couple Love here. It. Like, even if you're just Love observing, it. there's something you guys are connecting yes. in some kind of way. So I was just so, so, so grateful to God for that. Mm-hmm. And listen, energy from you, people like you, Libby, Almaze, mm-hmm. Erica, my best friend Kit Kat was there. Yes. Like that, that energy is what keeps me going. It, that's like, oh, y'all are just, yeah. y'all are on it. Yeah. It, I mean, even within my community of my business, it's the community that keeps the person going. Once you establish that, mm-hmm. it really matters about building that community around mm-hmm. you. Because mm-hmm. we get it. We get your mission. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're going to, on your good days, we're going to clap. On the medium days, we're going to clap. Like, on the low days, we're going to clap. Like, you know what I mean? We're going to clap. Yeah. Because we know all that you're pouring into it and all that we take from this. Mm -hmm. And the reciprocation just has to be there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. should be there. Mm -hmm. I definitely feel it. I, I definitely feel it. I've been tired and i feel you guys' energy and then we just turn up from there we turn up we turn up we, and it was a turnt event oh I, it was i <laughs> mean it's a geek 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 yes she was not letting it all for the horn no but the whore, every time she did the horn, it, it just hyped us even yeah, it was more perfect. it was so perfect <laughs> And that was like a dynamic because I'm like, oh, I have a female DJ. Mm-hmm. That was dope. That was dope. And she's like, you know, I, this is my thing. This is what I want to do. And I'm like, shoot, if my event could be your platform to help to do yes. whatever, please. Like, dope. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. And I've danced in many environments, but I always shrink myself in so many environments mm-hmm. when I dance. And um, this is the first environment that consistently I don't shrink myself. No. And I don't feel, I don't feel like forced to shrink myself. Yeah. Yeah. You should never, never. Like, it's good because, like, when your energy is up and mine is like, oh, I'm like, okay, well, Reggie's still up. So, oh, we good. <laughs> yeah, we good, we good. And then vice versa. Yeah. Like we all feed off of For each, each other. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. Like, and it, that's the dope thing. Yeah. Like, a lot of times I would shrink myself because I didn't want that. Girl, you know, like I'm like, well, they could never reciprocate that energy. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if I can feel that that energy is going to be reciprocated, I don't mind not shrinking. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't don't want to shrink. I Mm -hmm. want the energy to flow. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's I got to be comfortable. It's Mm -hmm. a vulnerability there Mm -hmm. with not shrinking. Yeah. I never thought of that. It is the vulnerability because I'm giving you my all I'm not holding back Mm -hmm. even as a participant like I know as instructor I'm up but as a participant not having to shrink yourself and take up space because we're all meant to take us and when I see people taking up space I've been seeing people hit the hit a a split yes Sandra did a cartwheel one time at Afrobeat City People start that. having their own. We have the the dance off, but then people create their own twerk contest. Yes, I'm like, okay, okay, now <laughs> take up spaces. Take up spaces because that's what we're we're here for. And even with the vending and allowing the black businesses to showcase mm-hmm. their, and I say that's black beautiful. because that's what's been. But I welcome everybody. Anybody's can be a vendor at Afrobeats and Eats, but it's the black women who have been saying, hey, I want to be a vendor mm-hmm. when I announced that I need vendors. And so, um, I don't know, it just warms my heart and makes me yeah. smile and connect with that community as well. And then they create their own community yes. as vendors. Like, like okay, network. yeah, network. like they met at Afrobeats and Eats, mm-hmm. but now we doing our thing or right. we know we... Going to vending pop up shops yes. together, or they're or connecting and connecting and linking businesses, ideas. Yeah, it's again community network. This year's Afrobeats was my first. Afrobeats and East was my first one, and it is definitely not gonna be my last one. Like, girl, I yes. loved it. I'm glad you liked it. I <laughs> got up so early. I'm not. I can stay on here, but I got up. So early, I was so excited. Why did my ass get up like I was going to school at six o'clock a.m. and then I took a bath? Like I was so hyped. Like I had just like let me calm my nervous system down. <laughs> I was like so excited. That's what I want. I was like so excited. I said, "Well, let me. If I can't go back to sleep, it was like a child waking up on Christmas. That's so dope. So, oh my god. Like, if I'm not gonna go back to sleep, let me run myself a bath yeah. so I can like calm the." Yes. So then I'm like <laughs> in the bathtub, like half asleep, and I was like, okay, like eight o'clock. I want to be the like top people to get there first. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, let me get there first. I'm, I get there. I'm like leaving promptly on time, <laughs> and I'm like, maybe I should stop for breakfast. I'm kind of early, but then I was like, no, I need to get there now. Like <laughs> I've waited all this time. I've been up since six. Wow. Annoying. That is <laughs> like, amazing, though. I never envisioned, like, somebody would be that excited yes. for Afrobeats and 
needs and I want that. I want it yes. to feel like we're going to the uh, Darney Park today. Yes, or I like, this is really exciting yeah. and you got to be there to like, I can't even describe it. Just come because it's, it's an be experience. There. You got to be there. You yeah. just got to be there. And it literally is whatever. I, I, I come prepared to have my playlist, but the energy is what is downloaded on me once I'm there. So I can't mm-hmm. even tell. I, I try, Reggie, I try to tell people Afrobeats and Eats is. And they're like, oh, that sounds fun. But I could tell, like, they really don't yeah, know don't, what I'm telling what I'm you. And I'm like, I really can't even tell you past whatever I told you because I, you got to just, just gotta you just got to be it. a part of it. Yeah. And you got to understand what, what, what happened, what you've created. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So the eats part, we were just saying about, um, but we didn't even have to get into that. We were talking about food, but. No, because we covered the Afrobeats and We covered the Afrobeats and needs, and I'm about to edit that part out. Let me say that, but if I leave it on, y'all, this means I got too lazy to edit. So, moving on for the culture segment. This time is going super fast. Like, in my mind, I said, like, an hour, 15, an hour and a half. Uh But we're, like, we're going to be at two hours. But you can always listen to podcasting. Part part one, part part two. two. Yeah, yeah, you're good with that. We're good with that. But, um, so, for the culture... Mm-hmm. It's basically my version of Hot Topics. Yeah. Something that yeah. is spicy. Spicy, honey. Popping. Hot spicy. Topic on the culture. Could be as serious as the as the Supreme Court and their terrible decision making. Okay. Or it could be something on the more lighter, juicier, <laughs> spicy side. Like Kiki Palmer and my husband Usher. Uh, <laughs> not your husband Usher. Girl. Mm. So I went to that concert in October. Ooh, that like yeah. I think he was on roller skate. He was. Okay, he I was. Roll bouncing, roll bouncing. Phenomenal show. And I've been wow. going to Usher's concerts since I was fourteen. So Usher and I grew up together. Usher and I. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do talk. We had a life together. We had a life together. So you know, seeing him is just like. Super amazing, phenomenal. Wow! You know, from him pulling his pants down to you make me mm. and you you make me wanna oh, to God. now and then nice and slow and then he puts on the U chain like he still wears oh, the U yes, chain. Like <laughs> man, listen. And when we went, he didn't have anybody as a guest, so it was literally just him the whole night. So oh, it wow. was just all Usher, no extra guests. Nothing wrong with his guests that he'd be bringing on, but it was truly Usher, Usher. and us. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. The only thing is, he didn't come to the after party, which they tell you he may or may not show up. My day was a Wednesday. The after party that he ended, because I went right on my birthday. The after party that he w- ended up coming to was that Friday. And I remember saying, because you don't have to buy the concert ticket and the after party together. And I remember saying to myself, I'm going to do Friday because something tells me he'll be at the Friday after mm-hmm. party. I said, no, but it's my birthday. Everything's in my favor. I'm going to speak this into existence. Yeah. I'm going to get the after party ticket for the concert that on first, my birthday. That first inkling. That right? first intuition. We will be having it. I should have kept it Friday. Yeah. It was my birthday, but still, the inkling said Friday. I should going to be at the after party on Friday. So... That's, that brings me to Miss Kiki Palmer and her Usher experience in this hot topic of her outfit 
and Mr. Darius, who I did not know nothing about First except of all, for a picture. Like, all we know is the first name. And I, bear, I just learned that today, honestly, because yeah. I saw somebody write his name. So I said, oh, that's his name. Yeah. And his reaction on social media. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? My first thought is, ladies, if you're listening, turn me up. Please turn me up. Yeah, turn the mic up. Look, yeah. Give him a second to turn the volume up. Go ahead, turn her up. <clears throat> my first bit of advice to my fellow women is to never, just don't do it, just don't do it, date below your tax bracket. <laughs> and I mean, I could just leave it there. And I, some women are not going to agree with. They're like, oh, well, you know, sometimes you got to build with a man. I, I'm now that might be your ministry. Mm-hmm. It's not really my ministry. Yeah. And because I've seen this Kiki Palmer situation, I've lived this. Mm. I've lived that. I've witnessed women that have been. As the Sprinkle Sprinkle Lady calls them, Barbara the Builders. Mm. Barbara the Builders mm-hmm. who do that kind of activity. And I just, I don't believe in, in doing that anymore. Because yeah. it's hard for a man who cannot financially, what I've seen, mm-hmm. especially if they have not done any type of inner work on mm-hmm. top of that or have healthy masculine energy around them. Mm-hmm. Or have not tried to heal any mother wounds, mm. lingering mother wounds that they have. Mm-hmm. Then what you find is a wounded masculine energy mm-hmm. who finds it difficult to financially provide. Mm-hmm. Has that insecurity about it. Mm-hmm. So it would be different if, hey, I am able to produce and I know that I can produce and provide for this family However, I need a little mental break. Can you carry the household? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a different conversation for a couple to have. Mm-hmm. Other, that's different from, I cannot, I don't have the capacity mm-hmm. to provide for a woman like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could ever get to this without you carrying me there. Mm-hmm. That. I think yields some level of disrespect oh, that yeah. the man harbors because they're insecure. resentment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he will to his own fault because mm. he's on your nipple. So I'm confused. So to his own fault, he will compromise you mm-hmm. or he will try to degrade you, disrespect yes. you, bring you down bring to you down. where, his, hit, where, insec- he, where yeah. his insecurities are. Yeah. Yeah. To his own fault. Because if I fall off my rocker, how are we going to eat? Well. Right. And so he displayed that on social media. I, we need to throw social media away if that's what we're going to be using that for. Bingo. Because you should never degrade your woman, period. But, but then on social side. media, on a pl- public platform, is despicable. Now, we can... That's, these are the dudes, Ashia. I'm just being real with you. These yeah. are what's out here. Clearly. And it doesn't matter if they're in the famous arena or are... Regular, regular, schmegular. I've seen it. It's I've human. Been a, I've been 
<clears throat> a victim of this, mm -hmm. a survivor of this kind of man mm -hmm. that will see you latch on um, <clears throat> and literally try to bring you down. Mm -hmm. So for my listeners, I'm pretty sure my listeners may know, but if you don't know, because I kind of like to take the perspective of you don't know what you don't know, do you know? Just recently in the news, Kiki Palmer, famous actress, TV host, um, went to Usher's infamous residency concert in Las Vegas. She had on a, um, like a bodysuit under like a mesh dress. Well, you've seen everybody wear it. Literally, it feels like she was going to the beach. It looked like she was going to the beach. She just came from the beach. Yeah. And put her little sheer little right. number on. So her cheekies were out. Um, I, in a relationship or not a relationship, I wouldn't have my cheeks out in public because I don't like all that attention that it will bring. Mm -hmm. Um, love my Daisy Dukes. Yeah. I love my short dresses. When I went to the Usher concert, I had short shorts. My, I'm sure like. A little cheek. A little, little cheek might have popped out. Cheek, not, know? not in major. Um, but you know, you do the constant pull down type mm -hmm. deal. Mm -hmm. Um, but we can pick what body part we want to accent when we went sometimes Literally, it's the butt sometimes it's our legs sometimes it's our boobs nobody can tell you that you can't have nothing out right literally unless the police come up to you and say put that away yeah you're flashing people then that's and frumpy's not sexy and for a concert you're not going to go frumpy i don't even want to go frumpy to work and we're in las vegas where the temperature is what it is it is what it is the temperature is what it is and someone i saw posted multiple pictures of where kiki was showing stuff so the point that was being made was sir you're with her so this is nothing new this is how she's been rocking when it this comes is to what she's been wearing right so not only did he take to social media to show his dislike this for it disdain. disdain that's what it be dudes like that they they really don't like Mm -hmm. The woman that they're with. That does ring, I love you, but I don't like you. Or I, I want control knows. over I you, control you, but I'm going to I wanna humiliate <clears throat> you. Mm -hmm. I want to say, and of course I don't know, but I want to say he knew exactly what the hell she was going to wear. Mm -hmm. Or at best shouldn't have been surprised. What pissed him off. Was her dance with Usher. And at that point, you lost already. It's Usher. Yeah, you, lo you lost. And you know what that <laughs> says to me, honestly? In that household, for real, for real, she never respected him. Mm -hmm. She don't respect him because he, he can't outwear her. So you mean like her attire is just like, I'm doing me because I'm my own boss and you can't tell See, me what to I wear? Would, even if I respected my man, I would wear that. Right. I'm saying the fact that she was up on Usher like that. Oh, okay. She, because even if it's Usher, you see what I'm saying? Oh, Beyonce. Because no. I, no. I love me some Usher, and if I'm with a dude and I have a chance to meet Usher and see, he wants to that, hug me and you, sing to me. Well, yes, hug, sing. But you say that now. But let, I just know what I know about women that are being cared for in the right ways. They put that boundary up. They put up. that boundary up before anything else. I don't care if you Usher. I don't care if you Barack Hussein Obama. I yeah. don't care if Well, you... no man in the world would be able to do that to me other than Usher if I'm with somebody. Okay, like... so you a fan fan. Oh, yes. 
Yes, I'm a fan, fan, okay, fan. Okay, so maybe fan. your husband would have a little, you know, what? or you might have a little leeway with that. But for the most part, the average Joe cannot do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cannot, mm-hmm. you wouldn't dance on, I wouldn't dance on usher like that. If I had a, a great man that I really respected and provide, and he provided for me and mm-hmm. in those ways, because I just know my mental state. I had busters who I was loyal to in that regard. Mm-hmm, where I was mm-hmm. like, I should have never been loyal to your ass. Yeah. But I just know my boundaries when it comes So if to, she was single, it wouldn't have been a problem. It wouldn't have been a problem. Okay. But she she told me right then and there, I don't respect him again. Hmm. He ain't put a ring on my finger. No, he hasn't. Um, He can't out-earn me. It's not possible. Wow, yeah. He doesn't take care of my household. Yeah. So, therefore, I, I'm going to dance on a man. Like, I'm going to dance on another man in front of his face. Huh. I never looked at it looked at it that way. I was just so blindsided by the fact that it's Usher, it's Usher, it's Usher, because I'm a fan myself. Right. And let's be clear. Usher sings to women at every freaking time. Yeah. Usher is known to pull women up on stage yeah. and serenade them and dance with them. Just like Janet think, Jackson. Let me, let me ask you, do you think... Not to compare, but do you think Beyonce would have let Usher dance on her like that? Or she would have danced on Usher like that? So here's the thing. He would have got a... Ah, because I saw Jasmine Sullivan. She did a little bop, bop, backed it up on him. On Jasmine Usher. Sullivan is single. Not Beyonce. Oh, single. Okay, we're talking about singlehood. Okay, okay, okay. And then... Do you well, think like a... I'm trying to think of like another couple that you see and it's like, okay, they like, they, they couple. What about like Sierra and Russell? Cause Sierra had her booty out and he didn't care. I don't think Sierra would have danced on him though. So it's like not about what she's wearing, it's your no, interaction. It's, it's her demeanor. But like her. Usher has a fiance, he has kids and stuff. It's he, her demeanor. Yeah. Usher's a performer in that space right then and there at that time he's being paid. Yeah. To perform who to whoever is in the audience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's Kiki. It doesn't matter. His wife and him have an agreement. Right. It don't matter if, if Janet Jackson herself coming here. Yeah. He's going to entertain her because she paid good money to be here. Right. But even if I paid good money to be there and it is Usher, if I'm with a man who hold it down, P.O.P., mm-hmm. that's my man, my man, my man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah. No, I feel There's it. a certain level to where you get with a dude that's really bout it, bout it. So what about Janet Jackson? Because Janet Jackson was known for pulling men up on stage, mm-hmm. tying them to a chair, and doing her little sexy dance on them. That's that's for them. All I know is me. Yeah. From a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. if I had a man that was really holding it down, yeah, like how I know the man that I'm looking for is going to do. Yeah. I'm just not grinding my ass on nobody. Yeah. Did she grind on him, though? I know she turned around to show her cheekies to him. Uh, I just wouldn't do what she did. Yeah. That twirl, all that. The twirl. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He wouldn't have got a twirl. He wouldn't have got a twirl. No, because at the end of the day, I don't even want my dudes to be clowning that way. Yeah. For sure. That that's what we don't want is ever to embarrass our person, our right. man, our fiance. So our I I do understand that what he did was to embarrass her back because mm-hmm. he was embarrassed. That's what it is. But right that's there. why you don't date men that you feel that way about. Because then you won't even put yourself in that situation exactly. to embarrass them per se. Yes. Okay. Okay. I I 
was looking at it as even if she had on a more covering dress, I literally did not see anything wrong I didn't with see Usher with her, with her serenade, serenading. I didn't see nothing wrong with Usher singing to her. I didn't see nothing wrong with what she had on. It was how she carried herself around mm-hmm. Usher that I know embarrassed him. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she did that because she doesn't really respect him. Mm-hmm. Because he's not providing and protecting the household like he claims he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't know nothing. I... I don't know nothing about this man. Listen, my grandma always say, if you're not the sperm or the sheets, yeah, then you don't know nothing. You don't know nothing. But at the same time, what it's giving very much is he could never. And the she, abuse she knew that. of going on social media is what sent me. Yeah, that's I don't said. give. There's no reason ever to embarrass anybody on social media. I don't even like when people talk about their spouse bag, meaning like their partner, their significant other. I'm like, shoot, shoot. Why? I don't like when men do it. I don't like when women do it. It is the most disgusting thing you can do because you're you're just putting it out there for whoever. That you don't like your spouse. You don't like your partner. Yeah, and even if y'all going through... How is opening it, the, the gates for, for, for worse things bingo. to happen. How is it anybody's business? It's not. How? Like, not. and I will never understand why people do that. That's what sent me. And then he got himself even more of a hole because we were like, this is Kiki Palmer. Where did you come from and who are you? Who are you? To think you're going to embarrass our girl on social media. Well, he learned a lesson that day. He... He put himself in a little bit much of a pedestal on that day. He did. And, and he got embarrassed. Like, and the only... I don't know who knows you, sir, but whoever gave you that false impression like it mattered, <laughs> they they did you wrong. They did you big bad. Big, big bad. bad. Yeah, it goes back to I, to, I think what you say, he was embarrassed and lacks emotional intelligence. And lacks emotional um, regulation. He lacks emotional Because if, even he if that was the case, you needed a nap, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and even if that was the case, you wait till she get home. You be like, babe, you looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, can we talk about something for future reference? Mm-hmm. And I've had dudes like that mm-hmm. where it, I'm new to relationship. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's what grown men teach you. Yeah. Grown yeah. men don't chastise you. They teach you. Yeah. That's they right. literally, you can tell when a woman, when even when you're post-relationship, if you had a good man or not, mm-hmm. by how you enter into the next relationship and the boundaries you know and you have set. Mm-hmm. Because you had a man teach you, not chastise mm-hmm. you, about how you need to move as a grown woman. Mm-hmm. What a grown man is actually looking for in a woman, in, mm-hmm. in a virtuous woman. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not a control. That's mm-hmm. not what they're looking for necessarily or what i feel like a dude like that is looking for but mostly respect mm-hmm. oh you can't play with a grown-ass oh, man no, he's going to demand and command uh-huh. his respect but he's going to do it in the most loving way the most loving way and you're going to be like this is Ooh, my king i can't even king. help but to yeah. uh Come correct come or correct. make sure he knows that I know he's my king and he's respected and he's respected that's why you could see kiki palmer didn't respect him she didn't respect because he's not in her tax bracket. Wow. She she shouldn't do that again. Don't do that again, Kiki. <laughs> Date above your tax bracket. I don't care. Wait, wait on it. I need him not to embarrass her again either, too. Like just, I hope she's in the dust. It was, dusty. And it was the you're a mom for me. 
now like, everybody, you see how everybody using your mom and posting cheek pics. Like, what? With the caption, you a mom. <laughs> like, that part right there, that was the part that was like. Not you a mom. That's the part that he made me want to lie. He didn't even say you are a mom. He said you a mom. Oh, goodbye. You a dusty. How about that? Like. You a dusty. Fly away. <laughs> Fly away. And next time, Kiki gonna get somebody above or in her tax bracket. Mm, we not mm, playing with mm. that no more. I don't care if you in tax bracket three, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get somebody tax bracket four. <laughs> I don't care if you in tax bracket one. Get somebody in tax bracket, bracket two. two. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's stop doing this. You you getting people in negative tax brackets. They don't even file taxes. Oh, no. Do you feel me? Not the ones that... Um, you got a mom these... You got a son these... Son these dudes. Mm, mm, mm. No, I'm, I'm off that. And I... Yeah. My friend was like, you know, well, we're in different places. You... You you don't have to date potential. I said, you don't have to date potential. Neither. Like, let's mm -mm. not go there. Yeah. Dating potential is just... um. As you get older, it feels kind of uh, devaluing to yourself. It does. And then, again, nobody's perfect. You don't have to be six-figure. But the potential of anything after a certain space and time in life is like... The potential of it is giving me anxiety... Which is why I, I can't even deal can't even because deal it's always like, was it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it gonna... When? When? Chaos. When? No peace. Chaos. No peace, chaos, anxiety, all because you're living on potential. potential. So now we, at a certain age, you can't date potential. I mean, in your early 20s, you don't have a choice because you're all just oh, getting it gosh. together. Everybody's potential. Everybody's <laughs> potential in your 20s. Yeah. But then like... Once you get... get to that good old 29, honey, where I'm resting at right now, 20... <laughs> On the 24th, I will be 30, and I'm Which already like... I always say, I can't believe Reggie is only almost 30, because you have the soul of, like, at least a 35-year-old woman. And she was saying also that it's understandable why it's hard for me to date. So understandable, target. because you already have the maturity level advantage of five years. Yeah. And then, then you're, a, like, son. emotionally, mentally a 35-year-old. So that's 10, 5, and 5 is 10 years. So you can't be dealing with nobody 29, 28, it's it's 30. It's ridiculous. It's laughable no. when, they, when they even step to me in. Not to say that there aren't 29-year-old men like me that probably have done the work. And, mm -hmm. But where you at, though? Well, where you at? Because it's, like, tough out here. Um, again, with that emotionally, I'm sure that that dude is probably around that age, 29, 30, there mm -hmm, he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They just really do lack that emotional, some of them, they lack that emotional um, regulation. A lot of men do. Emotional regulation, where mm -hmm. you're chaotic with your emotions. All over the place. All over displaced the place. Displaced anger. Displaced with your mama. Displaced with <laughs> your daddy. And it's like, well, it don't place it over here. Mm -hmm. I'm displaced out. with yourself. Displaced you mad at the piss poor decisions you made. Uh -huh. And now you're taking it out on me and whatever else. Like, and I'm over here trying to build with you. Yeah. So, uh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happened? I thought we were good. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, went out, you wished me well, you know, mm -hmm. probably gave her a little kiss goodbye, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then, now she got a million alerts on her Twitter popping off. 
who knows if they got in a fight like this is what I, all i'm saying we don't know this is all speculation but i just know what i know and i see that it was a very they were an immature couple mm-hmm they're mm-hmm. an immature couple. I've been in that. I've been in that before. Thank God I have no kids in that. Right. But they're an immature couple. If y'all both handled yourselves that way, it tells me that both of y'all have some growing to do. And then if she is, how old is Kiki Bomber? She's twenty nine. She's twenty nine thirty. Twenty nine thirty. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, she she's still. And she grew up in the spotlight. So you right. Know, I think, so that she's also used to being in the spotlight. For her to do that to Usher, she was queen. She was in her energy. She was in her natural energy. She was in her natural energy. Right. Because she's always in the spotlight. Exactly. But that's the thing. If she if she had a man that she actually respected and that he actually was teaching her and schooling her and being a confidant and being a protector and a provider, mm-hmm. they would have had that conversation eons ago. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? It just mm-hmm. would have been a different vibe, a different energy. What they had there, I don't know. And it's, he's disrespected her before. Mm-hmm, sure. Maybe not publicly like yeah, this, but, but he's, he's come yeah, out his mouth sideways. For sure. This is just what we see. This is just what we see. He been disrespected. He's been abusive. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we Lord only knows in how how many ways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She probably was just fed up with it. You gotta think like women we we gonna find out. Yeah. And when enough is enough, enough is enough. Yeah. And it might just be me backing my ass up on Usher. (laughs) Okay, and I'm out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now recover from that. Right, right. No, I hear you. I hear it. You just never know. That's why my grandma said if you ain't the sperm or the sheets, you just may never know. Mm mm. Mm mm. Yeah. Well, Miss Reggie, we almost at two hours. We went over, well, what I said, an hour and a half at the most. So we probably went over a half hour, but it's all good. It, it was, was good a pleasure. It was yes. a great, great conversation. We had every piece that we said we were going to hit today. And I'm just so grateful for you coming and sitting down and talking and being the guest of the Fitspiration podcast. And it is my hope that someone would take this the lesson um, from the episode as far as getting your rest, mm-hmm. commu- the value and the importance of community, um, and not guilting yourself when you don't want to work or you're seeking that peace. Um, all of the things, right? So, and thank you. I know I keep saying this. Thank you for that mini lesson on your nervous system. That's yeah. very, very important, regulating that nervous system. So thank you, Reggie. Thank, Thank you. you for all you do with your your business, your brand, and our children as well. Yes. Thank yes, you so yes, much, yes, yes. It was Thank a pleasure. You. Thank you. Thank you again to Reggie Samay for joining us on episode 13 of the Fitspiration podcast. Reggie is such a beautiful soul and I'm sure you were uplifted as much as I was during our wellness chat as she spoke so candidly about the importance of getting rest and how sometimes saying no can feel like we're being a burden to others but really we're just being a burden to ourself 
And so we close out every episode of the Fitspiration podcast with the Fitspiration affirmation to help you um, on your wellness journey, no matter where you are on your wellness journey. And it's always tied into the topic or the theme of the episode. So in this episode, we spoke a lot about getting rest and saying no and recharging yourself, all of which which are forms of self-care, but having that toolbox of things that contain ways to take care of yourself or love on yourself. So today's Fitspiration affirmation actually comes from a prayer book that I have been reading for the past two years called Prayers That Availeth Much. And in this book, there are prayers for all different things, all different reasons, all different occasions, all of anything you can think of. And so the book itself is by Jermaine Copeland, Word Ministries Incorporated. Just want to make sure I put that out there and give credit to where credit is due. So the prayer for um, the Fitspiration affirmation that I'm going to use is called Loving and Caring for Self. Now, I'm not going to read the entire prayer, just about a paragraph or so. And so the prayer says this, I look to you to cause my thoughts to be agreeable to your will, that I make healthy choices. Give me the courage to say no when it is in my best interest, according to your purpose and plan for my life. I take responsibility for myself. And allow others to take responsibility for themselves in the name of Jesus. This frees me so that I am not concerned with my own interests, but also the interests of others. I desire to do unto others as I would have them do unto me. I am walking uprightly before you. Therefore, I consider direct and establish my way with confidence and integrity. You are my confidence and you will keep my foot from being sneered. Your love is shed abroad in my heart and I will love my neighbor as I love myself. In Jesus name, amen. And I picked that part of the prayer because it starts off by saying, allow me to make healthy choices and give me the courage to say no when it is in my best interest according to your purpose and plan for my life. That was spot on aligned with our conversation today with Reggie and being okay to say no. And it's okay to affirm yourself to say no and pray to God and ask for clarity and guidance to know when to say no, but also be willing to listen and hear from him when he's telling you to say no and to rest. And it's okay to pray for rest and ask for rest and ask for peace. God will give you both rest and peace.
Thanks for joining me today. If you were touched or inspired or uplifted by something that you heard on today's podcast, please leave me a message using the message link. Click the link and leave me your thoughts, your feelings, your input, your insights, or anything you want to share on reflecting on today's podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Ashia J Afrocardio. That's Ashia, A-S-H-I-A, J, Afrocardio, A-F-R-O-C-A-R-D-I-O. Follow me on Instagram at Ashia J underscore Afrocardio. And visit my website, www.ashiajafrocardio.com. <laughs>